0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Kayla Walton and I am joined by Trisha Casson, and actually two special guests that we will get into after prayer. Um, but Trisha, would you first like to lead us in prayer? Of course. In the name of the Father,
1: and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we just thank you for the gift to be able to talk about your love for each and every single one of us. We pray, Lord, that you will uh, just direct our hearts and our minds to your most divine mercy. We ask this Um, In your intercession, as we pray, all glory be to the Father, to the Son,
0: and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, welcome. This is actually a very special episode. Um, first of all, we unfortunately do not have Joel Yarmish and Father Nick Ventura with us, but we do have two very special guests, um, one of whom I'm very close to. <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> and then um, her friend Etai from Israel. So I will just go ahead and let them introduce themselves. And then we'll um, talk to you about the Holy Land and Israel and um, everything related to the The most amazing place on this entire earth. <laughs> Itai, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Shalom. Hi, I'm Itai. I live in Jerusalem. I guide tours to Israel, uh, churches, um, students, anybody who comes and likes to visit the Holy Land. Uh, that's what I do.
1: Itai, were you born in Israel?
2: Yes, I was born in Israel, born and raised in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How
1: close do you live to Bethlehem?
2: I live in Jerusalem, which uh-huh. Bethlehem is just south of Jerusalem, and it's just a couple of miles wow. from Jerusalem. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I live in the most uh, interesting site place in Israel.
1: Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> is this your first time visiting the United States? No, I've
2: been here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been here, I think, uh, many times, and. Uh, on and off, uh, coming through throughout my life, been in the state. Well,
0: welcome back. We're excited to have you here. And then my mom is also here. Amy Walton, would you like
3: to introduce yourself? Well, I think you gave me the perfect <laughs> introduction. I'm your mother. <laughs> oh, then you can just tell us secrets about Kayla. Oh, right. no, sure. thank you. Please, no, thank you. As long as we can keep it right here between us. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but actually, um, I have been to Israel <laughs> twice And I am planning on going again next year. And I'm very excited to spread the word that this is something that it's more important than a bucket list item. Mm -hmm. It will change your life. It will change your heart. And it will definitely um, bring you closer to our Lord. And that's kind of my little mission right now. And it's definitely something that that the Lord put on my heart because I was not seeking this. Mm -hmm. I'm a mother of seven. I didn't think I would be doing this. (laughs) So that's my intro.
0: Wonderful. That was the perfect intro. Thank
1: you so much. It's really great how
0: the Lord surprises us on what the things
1: he asks us to do and the things he doesn't ask us to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I was driving to the studio today, uh, thinking about this interview, I myself was uh, just reflecting on how the Lord places us in certain cultures. We're born in the country that the Lord is going to use us the most, right? So he doesn't do anything by coincidence. Um, he He created us at a certain time and in a certain place for our own unique mission. Um, and so I was reflecting on why I was grateful to be born in the United States. Um, and, you know, like, why did the Lord place me in Ohio? And not in Bethlehem or not in Italy or, you know. Um, And so I was thinking of, like, the top three things I was grateful for to live in America. (laughs) And they were like, that I have four seasons, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that I can experience the fall and the summer and the spring and the winter. Um, And that, you know, even though we do have a pre-sortage, in all reality, compared to other countries in the world, we don't. Mm -hmm. That I can go to and experience the sacraments whenever I want. Mm -hmm. um, And just a car ride away or sometimes a walk away. And the third thing I thought of is just that, like, How education is so available, and you know the opportunities we have from being um, born in America. So, Itai, I'm interested in maybe what are some things you are grateful for about being an Israelite, Israelian?
2: Okay, I think it's um, (laughs) actually the birthplace of of all cultures. I think it's uh, we actually live in the land of the Bible, Mm, so we live in uh, the place where you know um, our the Christian faith started. Mm-hmm. where Jesus was. And it's such a tiny place uh, and somehow lucky to be born in that specific tiny place. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think yeah. I, I'm jealous of you in a sense that I, you, Jesus must be a little bit more relatable to you <laughs> in the sense that you like know. And even those of us who have been given the great gift to go to the Holy Land, I myself have not. I'm the only one here who's never been Um but just that you can understand maybe more of his life
0: in a way that isn't just like an idea for me. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. I know that um, it, before, so I studied in Bethlehem um, when I was in college, and I remember one of my professors, um, she pulled me aside after class, and she said, "Caleb, before you go to Bethlehem, I need you to know something. Um, she said, I studied in the Holy Land when I was in school, and she said, every place is beautiful, you know. Bethlehem is beautiful, and Jerusalem is incredible, and you know the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is amazing, but for me, what I knew was so incredible was the Sea of Galilee. She said, "You know, those other little sites may have moved or shifted, mm. you know, ten, twenty feet, but you just can't pick up a sea and move it. <laughs> so you knew that where your feet were were where Christ's feet were, and it, I remember that has always stuck with me. And mm-hmm. it, I remember that actually when I was in the Sea of Galilee, that when I put my feet in this water, Christ's feet were in this water too. You know, it was pretty incredible." That
1: is incredible. Definitely. Um, Ms. Lawton, I'm excited to hear about your journey. I remember when Kayla was studying in Bethlehem, and I maybe I'm making this up, but I kind of remember conversations like, how do your parents feel about it, Kayla? And you were like, <laughs> oh, they're nervous. You know, I don't know if they—and mm-hmm. so how did you go from, like, being nervous from letting your daughter go to the Holy Land to, like, loving it and going twice yourself? Like, how did you overcome that maybe fear?
3: Two words. Holy Spirit. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) when when it gets down to brass tacks, that's what it would be. Um, I was, you know, I was concerned about Kayla because I only knew what I read and what I heard. Um, When the opportunity for me to go to the Holy Land presented itself, it was something that, believe it or not, I did not want to do. Um, It it was to honor my mother-in-law who Mm -hmm. um, had passed away. And she had been to the Holy Land, and she said, It will, it will change you. You need to go. Um, and it was almost um, a request of hers. If, if it was at all possible, we should go. And uh, my husband and I decided we wanted to honor that. And so I went with a lot of trepidation. I'm a mother of seven, and at the time my youngest was 12 years old. And I thought, Okay, great. Now I'm going to leave all these kids behind. I'm going to the Holy Land. What am I doing? <laughs> and... Um, we went, and when I got on the plane to come back, I looked at my husband and I said, okay, when are we coming back? This this country, the people, the, just the feeling, the, the aura, all of it had become a part of me. And um, I really, I, I would have to say that it was just providential. It was just divine um, providence because it wasn't anything that I did, mm-hmm. and I— my attitude going was, okay, I said I would do this. Let's just do this and, mm. and be done, mm. which that's not how you usually go to the Holy Land. That's not usually how you're thinking, but um, it does. It just, it, it, it just becomes the fiber of your being. Mm. And I understood, this is a side note, when Kayla came back from Bethlehem and we picked her up at the airport, mm-hmm. she said, mom, I could have stayed there. I wanted to stay there. I told my instructor, I just want to stay. And my instructor looked at me and said, your parents are going to be mad if I leave you here. And when she told me that story, I thought, oh, my gosh, she's crazy. She <laughs> wants to live there. No,
0: really. That I, happened.
3: And my I, professor, she
0: did say your parents would be very upset. And I thought to myself, but I really think that I'm, I should stay. And she said, well, that's your your choice. You know, we will take you to the airport and you can decide. So I actually got to the airport and I wasn't, my parents don't know this story.
3: <laughs> no, they do not. Oh.
0: I wasn't on the flight list. And so I thought, oh, for sure. That is like our Lord saying that I am supposed to stay in Israel um, and you know, after talking to the airline and everything else, that my name and they put my name on the list. Um, but I remember distinctly standing in the airport, thinking, "Well, my name's on this not on this list, so I'm not supposed to go home. I'm supposed to stay at this orphanage in Bethlehem for the rest of my life." And that was it. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> yeah,
1: they might still need teachers there. Yeah, they, oh, that could work. <laughs> but you're listening to live for more on Saint Gabriel Radio. Uh, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at three, or online and on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Um, um we are so excited. My name is Trisha Kasson, and I'm joined with Kayla Walton. And we have two very special guests, uh Kayla's mother, Amy Walton, and Etai, who is um, a pilgrim here into the United States from Israel. And we are just so blessed to be able to talk to them about uh what it's like to be to be a pilgrim in the Holy Land and also what it's like to be to live there, to have that mm-hmm. be your home. Um <coughs> you know, I was also thinking about like how what are the extraordinary things in Columbus and in my own life that, that are extraordinary objectively, but because we experience them every day, they become ordinary. Um, and so i time, I'm interested in uh, in Israel, do you find yourself like being blown away all the time by like being able to visit the place where the Annunciation occurred, or the Sea of Galilee where Jesus' feet were in the um, Water or being able to go to the Garden of Gethsemane where he suffered so so intensely, uh, or do those things almost become ordinary?
2: Well, in a way, you get used to it. Yeah, you don't see it for the first time. But I'm really lucky to be always around people mm-hmm. that see it for the first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's really neat to be with um, people that are excited. Yeah, that get emotional, and uh-huh. uh, it's a, it's a unique experience. Now, um. Israel is a small place, but it's very diversified. So there's so many different landscapes. You like in the north, you have uh, it's lush and green, and you have the Sea of Galilee. You go down to the south, it's very arid. Mm-hmm. You have very ancient places, ruins, and you know, speaking about those things, um, they do come alive. And especially continuing to look at the scriptures and look at the sites at the same time. It does come alive.
1: Mm. Yeah, I bet that is special to have people come for the first time. It kind of, I bet, reminds you, "Wow, this is spectacular!" Like where where you're placed, Miss um, Wallen. Is there a time or a moment you you spoke a lot about uh, just having this feeling that um, like that you were where you were supposed to be, and you know it <clears throat> made you alive? Can you think of a particular moment where you felt so close to Jesus, or like? You felt a personal connection, or I don't know, just in a moment that kind of blew you away.
3: Mm-hmm. I would love to tell you that there was that amazing mm-hmm. kind of moment. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, boy, I hope I didn't blow them up. Yeah, microphone could you do that again? That. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was the mustard seed. Mm. I I didn't have this. The aha or wah moment as I said wow we got it again yeah okay I won't do that anymore <laughs> but I, I liken it to the mustard seed it was mm-hmm. such a small indescribable thing um, that when I got home I knew that I had fallen in love with the country and and the and the people and it just there were so many beautiful things but it it grew as I got home, and I would reflect on things, and I, you know, I would do, a, you know, some scriptural reading, and I would think, "Oh my goodness, I, I could visualize it in my mind." And you know, when uh, when I was in mass, and I would hear the the readings, it was, "Oh my goodness, this is this is real. These are not just words." And I'm trying to picture something, it was very tangible to me. So while there wasn't that that one place or that one thing, with the exception of the Garden of Gethsemane, I will tell you, touching the olive tree, they have all of the olive trees um, cordoned off behind fencing to protect them. But there's this one tree that just insists on staying out of the fence and you can tell where people have rubbed it. It is so smooth because people have continued to rub it. And of course I was there sticking my finger in there doing the same thing. And that was a very, um, uh, important moment, I guess. But overall I would say it just keeps growing. And my, um, my interest, my enthusiasm, um, because I really believe that, uh, it sort of completes the picture, and it allows you to, to just grow more in your faith wherever that direction takes you.
0: That's wonderful.
3: Um, you know, Itai.
0: Last night, Trisha and I uh, met just to talk about you know what we were going to be talking about today, and you know the question of safety came up. You know, um, when unfortunately, I think that the media portrays Israel um, or even any other place in the world in a certain light. And so, you know, since you are a citizen of Israel and you live there, can you kind of speak to, um, you know, just the daily life in the sense of, you know, how it may be portrayed one way in the news when in actuality it may be different?
2: Yeah, this is a very good question because um, for some reason Israel is like a paradise for journalists and reporters and it gets Mm -hmm. a lot of coverage and people like it's very trendy to talk about Israel once that at the same time there's. Really, catastrophes going happening in other places of the world that nobody knows about. Israel is a very safe place. Actually, you know, I would I would walk in Israel at night rather than go to one of those large cities in the U.S. and mm. mm-hmm. and I'll feel very safe. Uh, and and this is a case um, Israel like in daily life of Israel, it's very peaceful and uh, we have incidents happening sometimes they happen in remote places or places that we do avoid going like near the border or in areas where there's um um a, in the West Bank where we have um mm-hmm. a massive um uh Palestinian area and and but in the land of Israel it's it's very peaceful it's very safe and, um, it's a, it's a great place like, uh, to raise kids mm-hmm. and to be. So, um, I think it's very much exaggerated
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, yes.
0: And you have a, how many children?
2: I have two sons.
0: Two sons. Yes. And I'm assuming they grew up in Israel. Is that correct? Yeah.
2: They grew up in Israel. Of course, we all serve in the military. My <laughs> son served in the military.
1: Is that mandated by the government or it's a ch- volunteer choice?
2: It's um it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. You can choose where you wanna go. Mm-hmm. And if you wanna you can uh, volunteer to more mm-hmm. to a combat unit or other places, but in the military we try to match your your desire. Mm-hmm. Uh Israel um Israel is um when we do the tour we, we really also talk about, you know, contemporary Israel. Israel today. Mm-hmm. Israel's military, Israel's wars, um, how what it takes to, to be in Israel, and how we got to this place, this um, country, the way it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see military presence, but it's not, it's not much. It's not that you have a soldier in each corner. And I think it, in general, it gives you a more of a feeling of security.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I think that you know I would liken when I was there. We did see a lot of military, you know, when it was not a special time of year. It was just during the summer. But I would almost liken it their military to like our police officers. You know, that's almost the feeling that I got. It wasn't like we were seeing soldiers all the time. It was just like, nope, we're seeing security officers or police officers around.
2: Exactly. And um, and uh, and there's another thing. People a lot of time demonize the relationship between Jews and Arabs. Mm-hmm. But in general, Jews and Arabs... Live in very good coexistence in Israel, mm-hmm. we do have extreme cases, and mm-hmm. these are the ones that always are being advertised. but in daily life, we live together mm-hmm. we live together, we talk to one another we we're, we Jews and Arabs could be friends and um and that definitely is something that you get to see once you once you tour israel
0: definitely and uh, so your, one of your sons, if I'm correct, lives here in the United States now. Is that right? No, He's, no. He no.
2: visited the United oh, States. Oh, he
0: visited. Okay. For some reason, I thought he studied here.
2: Israelis um, usually, um, after they graduate from high school, mm-hmm. they uh, serve in the military. And mm-hmm. the mandatory minimal service of three years. Okay. Sometimes they extend it. And usually after all this, they tend to take do a big tour before they go to college or university. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So my son. Ended up here. Okay. Uh, And then he's going back.
0: That's great. Well, you are listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. And I am joined in the studio with Trisha Casson and two very special guests, Amy Walton and Itai from Israel. Um, And we are, you know, on this special episode, we're just talking about the Holy Land. And Itai is from the Holy Land and just really, you know, speaking about... The cultural differences and um, some of the amazing experiences that you can have visiting the Holy Land, um, and I think you know we before we were um, before we started recording, we were just having a conversation about you know all of the holy sites and some um, of our favorite places. And Itai, what do you um, what do you think? In from the Old Testament, is one of the most uh, meaningful sites. That you I know that you had mentioned um like there's a,
2: there's a few and it's always very hard to choose. Uh but you know from the Old Testament, um there is uh first of all there's Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of excavations going on in Jerusalem. And more and more is being revealed and you know what actually the scriptures was Talking about or what what is actually written and you can actually see today it's always also very interesting just to 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 read about a a remote place a desert place, and then the place actually exists and you can visualize that place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another place Sea of Galilee mm, and yes. Sea of Galilee yes. and it's Old Testament but also the New testament and all the places Jesus has been. He's been there three years around the lake. Mm-hmm. And he lived in Capernaum. And you see Capernaum. You mm-hmm. see the houses. Uh, you see the synagogues from the first century that he was teaching in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and you see the lake. You mm-hmm. see where he walked on water.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. You know, I think um, as our listeners are maybe hearing this, I'm sure that there have been some seeds planted, you know, and I know that when um, everyone approaches a pilgrimage to Israel differently, some people dream about it for a lifetime. Um, In my case, I didn't know that I was going until 10 days before I left, you Mm -hmm. know, so I think that everyone, um, you know, our Lord places that opportunity there for a reason. Um, But, you know, I guess it from my perspective, I had a little bit of a different um, entrance into the Holy Land because I went with the university. Um, and I think that probably most of our listeners maybe have graduated college. So, um, you know, how would you, from, I guess, your perspective, Mom <laughs> and mm-hmm. Itai, um, you know, from your perspectives, how, if someone's interested in going to the Holy Land, where do they even begin, you know, to kind of start that process?
2: Usually we, um, we, um We start on the first day, you know, people get over their jet lag. So Mm -hmm. we have a a first night near Tel Aviv, near the airport. And then we start a journey going north. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go through Caesarea and Mount Carmel, and we continue in Nazareth. And then we actually continue towards the Sea of Galilee. And we sometimes we go even north, to the north's place Jesus has visited, Caesarea Philippi. Mm-hmm. We continue down by through the Jordan Valley to Jericho, the Jordan River, and we go up to Jerusalem. So this is a typical round tool that we do, of mm-hmm. course, is um, sites that actually, that are along the way. I'm not, not mentioning all of those, but we pretty much follow all the sites that are mentioned in the Scriptures.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm even thinking before that, though. So yeah. once, you know, someone who may be listening to the radio may think, how do I even start the process of actually going? And I think, um, Mom, you might be a good person to speak to about that. Just the the process of who do they talk to? What What would they do?
3: That is a very good question. And I think a lot of times it's prioritizing, you know, from the very beginning, because, um, you do have to prepare yourself. You have to prepare yourself spiritually. You have to prepare yourself financially. I mean, mm-hmm. is, there is something to that. But it's interesting. Um, you know, we think nothing of very large car payments every month mm-hmm. because we want that really great car. Um, but this is something so much deeper. And and I guess I see it as an investment investment. And, um, you know, so many times you hear somebody say, well, it's just a cup of coffee a day. Just save a cup of coffee a day, you know. And depending on where you buy your coffee, you may be spending <laughs> $5 a day, as I see one of the people here, Kayla. Um, <laughs> and, uh you know, you say, okay, I am going to sacrifice this coffee and that $5 or the $10 when I go out to lunch and I could really brown bag, I'm going to put it in my israeli jar my Mm. israeli account and you would find that by the end of the year you are able to go and it's it's one of those things it here's a perfect story when we were flying back from israel Mm. um the flight attendant i asked well how was the flight tonight because we did the red eye and she said you know it's funny we didn't have anybody have a heart attack or die and i sort of looked at her and I said, that's kind of an odd thing to say. And she said, well, no, because everybody seems to think that you have to be 90 years old before you can go to the Holy Land because it's on your bucket list. She said, if only everybody realized how much there is to do, they would make it a priority earlier in their life and not be hindered by time. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's my, Mm -hmm. you know, my Mm -hmm. suggestion in the planning beforehand. And
1: would they like look in parish bulletins or Google is... Totally uh, trips to the Holy
0: Land. How do you find a group? So yep. So I actually we. That's funny. We were talking about you know how who they should contact. So um it, for Columbus, a good person probably would to contact would be my mom or Etai. So maybe if you both want to give your contact information,
3: I would start with my contact information. Sure. I mean I talk with Etai very frequently, so that's not a problem. But um, boy, I'm giving out my cell phone number on the radio. Oh it's dear. 740-225-225. <laughs> Six one three six. That's my cell phone number. I'm Again, happy. that's seven four zero two two five
0: six one three six.
3: And we will make it a priority to get you to Israel and walk in the footsteps of Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. And then, Itai, before we close, do you is do you travel with a certain company or is it just your your own family? How does that work?
2: Um, of course, it, the the tours are arranged by a company and um, Amy. Um, has all the details and, um, best is to contact her and you will find, but it's, um, there's a company behind it.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. I can't believe that we are out of time, but we are so grateful for your input and, um, you know, just all of your words of wisdom and your stories. Let us close in a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Most blessed Trinity. We thank you so much for this opportunity to gather today. Lord, we just pray for um, everyone who will be traveling to the Holy Land and for everyone who is there. Lord, we pray most above all that we may deepen our relationship with you and draw even closer to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until next time, God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.
2: Then